Hey, you're listening to the Speaking of Music podcast. Hey guys, welcome back. And today's episode is going to be Life Support by Madison Beer. We are so excited for this episode. I know I'm really excited for this episode. So when we were like putting together a list of albums, I was like, we need to do Life Support. This has been on the agenda since before the first episode. Because I listened to it, like, as soon as it came out. Um, I was kind of a fan of Madison Beer, like, before her album. Because I listened to some of her singles and I thought it was pretty good. But once this album came out and I got to hear, like, more of her stuff and more of her more, like, vulnerable songs, I definitely became Mm -hmm. more attached to this album. I honestly, I didn't think I would like it as much as I did. Because I went into it, I was like, all right, like, pop album, like, you know. This could be good for the podcast, good discussion points. And then I came out of this, like, in love with my top three. Like, in love. Okay, for me, the first time I ever heard about Madison Beer was um, in affiliation with Ariana, which is, like, very unfortunate how that whole thing played out. But um, when Anisha told me to listen to this album, like, you know, probably like a month after it first came out Mm -hmm. um my thoughts going into it were kind of like oh this is gonna be like ariana but not as good because that's what the general public was saying which is unfortunate yeah yeah it was completely wrong um um it really is not what you expect when you're going into this album and I think that's what makes this album special. And it deserves more attention. Yeah, I think that... So I had, like, first got the idea of listening to it. Because this album was pretty, like, long-anticipated for her fans. Like, yeah, her fans were, like, waiting for the release of this album. And she pushed it back a whole bunch. Because she said she wanted to um, kind of wait for a few things to come together. And she's been working on some of these songs for a pretty long time. Um she released like baby and like she when she released baby i feel like that's when i kind of like made up my mind to listen to this album because i really liked baby i thought that was a good song and i thought that her voice was really really good like i had been listening to some of her live stuff and i kind of listened here and there i didn't really listen too much and then i listened to the album and i definitely liked it a lot um so do we want to get into some background info? Sure. So Life Support is the debut album from Madison Beer. And it was released February 26th, 2021. It has 17 tracks. And the singles were Good and Goodbye, Selfish, and Baby. And then there were was also three promotional singles. Okay, well, Stained Glass was the official promotional single, and then mm-hmm. Blue and Everything Happens for a Reason were, like, kind of emotional single, uh, promotional singles. <laughs> Not them being my favorites. <laughs> um, no, they were, like, randomly pushed. According to Wikipedia, Everything Happens for a Reason was pushed to radio in Germany what? for, like, two weeks. It should have been pushed to radio in the U.S. Okay, but, like, no, but I like to gatekeep that. So that's true. No, that's okay, true. We like, have to gatekeep it. Of all places, I'm like, what's put this on the radio in germany (laughs) true yes Hmm. anyway so i guess we can start with rankings 
I can go first. So my top five are Emotional Bruises, Blue, Everything Happens for a Reason, Default, and Effortlessly. My top five are Everything Happens for a Reason, Blue, Stained Glass, Emotional Bruises, and Effortlessly. And my top five are Emotional Bruises, Blue, Stained Glass, Effortlessly, and Selfish. Okay, what do we want to talk about first? Because uh, everything happens for a reason. I was, I okay. knew you were going to say that. Yes. It's a crime that that song is as short as it is. I agree. It yes. really deserves. It, it should have been longer. Yeah. Everything happens for a reason. The first time I listened to it, I was like, wow, like this is like, I just, you know, I was like soaking it in. And then the belt kind of yeah. thing in the chorus came on and I was like wow like, I love this and then and then I went and I went and put in my ranking sheet like top three or whatever and then I see Victoria had it at 12. Okay. I know I, I like, saw that too this? and I was like, I was like what is going on? Did we listen to the same song? Okay well now it is not at 12 it is at number six. Uh, still still slandered. It should be top five in my it's definitely top five material. Okay well I think part of the issue was, was that it was so short because generally short songs don't really stick with me as much. But also, You're kidding. that's yeah. what makes them stick, right? But also, it like okay, when the songs don't have a bridge, that annoys me. I think there me. are too like, no, there are too many. No, there are too many examples where songs don't have a bridge and you still like them. So that cannot be your reason. Yeah like okay like you like Harry Styles he never puts a bridge in yeah <laughs> this I man like never, the fact that he doesn't put a bridge he's in he's never written a bridge in his life well that's a lie but like there are know. literally so many songs that you like that don't have a bridge in it so the only one I can think of is Needy and you know what you like Happier no she likes Happier more than I okay but, but you still, still like, like it. it yeah well I'm saying songs with bridges usually end up higher than songs without bridges happier than your top three yeah okay okay but my question is why isn't it higher than selfish yes it's i shitty. know i was thinking about that when i was looking at this i'm like maybe it should be higher than selfish it but should. then i don't know i love selfish though i do too i think okay but i think what happens why everything happens for a reason is my number one is because first of all i like clung to that like so fast so the first when i first listened i didn't listen to it in order which i kind of regret but yeah it's definitely an album you have to listen to especially it because is, it has it, it has a very defined beginning and end like it yeah. literally has the, be the, the beginning, beginning the and end. the end so but i didn't and one of the like first songs that i heard and I was like, wow i love this was stained the glass and i was like this is gonna be my favorite song like you know because usually when i find a song like i cling to it mm -hmm. yeah um, we know but then i found this one and i was like do i like it more do i not because i was so like ready to say stained glass with my number one right. and everyone else was just wrong <laughs> because that's how i do things we know but i it just the transition to the between the belts and it was just so beautiful yeah. to me and i was like this just has to it just kept climbing up yeah I, saw. I, was, everything. I was monitoring your ranks i'm like eh. it's just little, climbing up spot by change. spot yeah i think i agree like the musical elements of the song are literally impeccable like the way it's built up yeah until the end and i also like adore the concept i think madison beer really executes concepts really I agree. well like 
she takes a concept in, in a song and it is so incredibly strong. And in a song as short as Everything Happens for a Reason, she pushed her point across so well because I really love the idea of questioning like fate and like yeah. everything is happens for a reason. That's what it's supposed to say. But like, how did I deserve this? Like I I it conveys heartbreak in an incredibly sad way. It's like okay. So here's my thing. So her play on words, which I was gonna get into a little later in the yes, episode. I was gonna, I was gonna get into that because too. Because she has love play on words. And I've said it a few times, quite a few times in this podcast, but every time she makes a play on words, I'm like, oh my god, she's a genius. Like, and this one, this one stood out to me because it's the opening line. I used to believe that everything happens for a reason, but I just can't find a reason. Yeah. You'd want that's to really so smart. And so just like taking it right from the beginning and implementing this doubt while reusing a word in a song has to be deliberate. Right. Right. Because if it's done wrong, it's going to sound repetitive, repetitive. And, and not bad. good. And, and so the fact that it was repeated, you know that when an artist takes this much time to make an album, they've looked over everything. And so that was an intentional choice to keep that in. And that's why it really just, it just stuck straight from the beginning all the way to the end. Yeah. I agree. Like, there's a lot of other songs, and we can get into the wordplay a little bit more later. But she's really, like, as I said, like her idea of taking a concept and kind of squeezing it dry, like, she yeah. really plays with it in every way possible, mm-hmm. makes me, like, so excited for the project she's asked coming up and, like, what she can do as she evolves. Um,. Can we talk about Blue for a second? I was going to say that because Blue is second on all of our rankings. and For a reason. And it is very much loved by people who listen to this album. Yeah, this I was, didn't know that. This was a fan favorite from the beginning. Like, yeah, I was because reading... I remember when you listened to it and you were like kind of like in the fandom and then you told me to listen to it the first thing you were like, Blue. You Blue should listen good. to Blue because yeah. everyone loves Blue. And I think there's a good reason for that. I think Blue is the kind of song that takes influences so many notice that it took a heavy influence from Lana Del Rey and she even said that in an interview she's like um you know these artists inspire me and especially Blue like she even stated that the influence was heavily Lana Del Rey and I think that she took someone else's style and made it her own in a really really beautiful way yes and then also just you know the wordplay there's again. so much wordplay in this song it's just like, just the part about the colors like the way she does yeah. the colors it's just like also, the I know when to run when my makeup does. That's so smart. Are you kidding me? Okay. So here's my. So I first listened to this and I'm like live reacting basically to these songs and texting. And then I'm yeah. like, I'm like, I'm listening to Blue right now. Period. Sounds like a Lana Del Rey song. And I sent it and they were like, yeah. And we I know. Like, I love this. And okay. Here's my thing. On the first listen, I didn't like Blue as much. I agree. For me, it was like very much like a roller coaster. And I'm like, blue, okay. I, I can understand okay. why people like it. But then I listened to it more. I'm like, oh, oh, now yeah, I yeah, like now I understand. And then I was like, mm, you know, before I changed my update my rankings recently, it was at number six. Then I listened to the album again, and I'm like, why is blue at number six? It should be higher. Yeah. So, okay one thing blue specifically but in kind of in all her songs she uses this like filter um, um so she mm-hmm. sings like a clean vocal herself yeah. and then the harmonies come in with like a heavily like 
computerized sound almost. And it's almost like crunchy. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, at first I didn't like it in blue for the run, run, run. Yeah. But now it's grown on me a lot. And I can understand why someone would play with filters that way, even when she has such a beautiful, right. clear voice. I was going to say that in songs like, like, interlude and even the beginning like she and, plays and with... i would say effortlessly too. Yeah, yeah yeah she plays with a lot of that stuff and it yeah and it works really well the way she does it and i love how experimental it is like she's right. trying all the stuff and we get to hear it and it sounds so yes. good and i know i think she knows exactly what she's doing with that because i feel like if um feel like a harder like harsher tone of voice and then producing it the way she did on these tracks it would have sounded much like more more crunchy you know <laughs> no i agree um, but the fact that she has that soft tone is what makes it work i also think that vocally she's brilliant because she can kind of turn off this yeah that's um, true denseness in her voice like in the verse of um, we're going back to blue in the verse of blue she's like she's like it's a really heavy dense tone but then when she goes into the chorus and she goes into the run part it's more airy and like mm-hmm. and i love like when artists can you know change up their style in a song and she from also, one second to the next and she also has a lot of range because like yeah there's a lot of low moments in this album but then there's also a lot of you know there's belts and then there's also her head voice and it's like it's all there you know yeah what i was gonna say is i was about to bring up the tone of voice in good and goodbye yes mm-hmm. okay it starts off with that whole beginning verse on you got blood on your hands have you yes like, is this the same girl who was just singing That's, i know like, and then you get to the chorus and she kind of we kind of lightens up a little bit but that whole song was just heavy like yeah. in the way she sang it it was loud and powerful in the exact way it needed to be yeah i agree um but the fact that she can do that and then go to singing songs so it's incredible as like everything happens for a reason no yeah no it's the right word i agree like it's very like light and like feathery feathery yeah like no plucky victoria plucky her voice is like like okay i I like describing people's voices like with like food (laughs) yeah (laughs) so like Hers is like, okay, so if you like milk, just take milk. But I say strawberry milk because I don't like regular no, milk, milk. And I will never compare someone to plain milk because, that because that's nasty. the worst um, form of insult. Yeah. So it's not that it's like warmed up strawberry milk with like a sprinkle of sugar. That's how I imagine her voice. Sure. That's I can like see that. Because it doesn't have honey. Like honey voices are different. Yeah, no. So it's like milk. Not, but like milk and honey is like the combination. That's how I categorize voices in my head. You're either milk or you're honey, but not regular milk because milk sucks. Sure. Okay. Sure. Mm-hmm. I hope she likes that. You're not regular milk, Madison. <laughs> Madison, if you're listening, just, just know, know that you're strawberry milk in Sophia's head. <laughs> yeah. Don't say we that. We love you the absolute most. <laughs> Don't sue us. <laughs> Anyways, aside from, strawberry milk. <laughs> aside from her vocal versatility. I want to talk about her lyrical stuff more because I'm literally obsessed. Like, in Good and Goodbye, the yes. amount of wordplay there See, that's blows why, my mind. That's why I'm like, yeah, so when Good and Goodbye was either the first or second song I listened to, I don't remember, it, either before or after Blue. Um, and again, it was kind of like what Sophia was describing before. It's like, 
very much change of tone. Um, but then when the chorus came on, and that and the whole part with the words and the spelling and stuff. Um, For a really long time, this was number one on my ranking. Yes, I know. People who have trouble spelling this, this song. <laughs> yeah, but, but it was like, it's so smart. Yeah. And, you know, it's like a... It's like a no I and T moment, but like ten times as much. <laughs> no I and T. She really did, girl. There ain't no there's I and no T, I but no, there is a me. me. I do love getting goodbye for it because when you you have to, like this was like okay I listened to it. It was popular on TikTok. Yeah. Okay, the second verse when I was like I would take a bullet for you oh, just yeah. to prove my love. Yep. Only to find out you're the one holding the gun. And so that's I when I that first lyric. heard this song. And so now when I, when I, but I didn't listen to the rest of it, you know? Yeah, that's the issue about songs TikTok. that are on well, TikTok. Well, because I never knew it was her. Like, I had no idea. Mm-hmm. And um, so when I listened to this song, I was like, ooh. And the chorus came around. And I was like, oh, my God, wordplay is genius. Like, mm-hmm. I was listening. And then it goes, I would take a bullet for you. And I was like. Wait a second. Wait a minute. That's this song? Yeah. I had like a moment of clarity. I'm like glad though that she got not, the recognition. Well, that's true. I'm glad that. that she got the recognition, but I'm also glad that not too many of the songs were plagued by TikTok. Yeah, because that's selfish. That can, was when people, but that was more on singing TikTok. Or which was fine. Talking. Yeah, I, I love loved it. TikTok. People were doing the selfish work. You want to talk about selfish? Sure. We can. I... Okay, well, it's def- it's the highest um, single for a reason. It's the highest on Victoria's ranking, so let's let her start. Okay, well, mm-hmm. it's also number six on Sophia's. Yeah, it's, it's like basically on- the same point. That's fine, but top making it in the top five is a it's very deliberate choice. decision. Yeah. So I okay, feel like we well, should... um, we all know that I like my little soft yeah. piano-y ballad type song. I knew this was gonna be so. That's option. that's kind of why it's up there um, with the other kind of soft ballady songs. Um, and it it's like slightly less of an original concept as the other songs that are up there. But it's <laughs> oh my god! No. I'm I just saying it's not like it's not it's not at. Emotional bruises type but level. You know what? Emotional bruises uses a very commonly used format with the countdown. That is okay, but like okay, okay actually, actually, we, no, we should we should talk about emotional bruises right now. No, let's not finish it. Okay, finish talking about selfish. I okay. don't have again. I don't have that much to say about it. It's just those types of songs within albums usually end up very high for me, and you know I enjoy this song. It um, it definitely. Oh, was um like a good PR choice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because usually like when you look at new artists coming out, they like try to make their songs very like commercial pop marketable. Yeah. And this one is not nearly as much as some of the other singles. But pop, pop it's still <laughs> um but it's still got recognition because it's a good song and it really really allowed the her like interested audience to like see what else she could do okay here's my two cents on selfish kind of same from the single standpoint every new artist in their debut they usually get singles chosen upbeat bop 
ballad, sad ballad, second of beat bop if they're getting three. If they yeah. get more, then that's they what it is. And this was exactly, it was the best choice for a ballad single on this album. That is true. I agree. And, you know, and then you got everyone trying to riff. Like, it showed off how, like, she could be sad and she could be emotional and she could be relatable. And that's kind of what happened. We saw it happen with Olivia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we got driver's license first, which was different. She was formatted a little different because she had the ballad first, but then she had deja vu to show that she could be, like, angry, I guess. Yeah. And then Good For You, which was, like, a, a 2000s Very angry. Punk, angry, like, upbeat song that everyone could just jam out to. But you could see it in everything. Yeah. And I say this specifically from the marketing of One Direction because I followed them so closely and I read about their marketing like a little bit too much for a sane person, you know? Oh, we know. And it's like really disgusting how like people become a brand. But then when you think about it that way, you can think about all these choices and why they were smart and why they were appropriate. Yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, stinks to get to know a person and, you know, for making real music. But it has to happen somehow. And I think Madison kept the integrity of being an original, emotional, like, emotionally, like, she was true to herself while making this, while still having her PR team be happy and making all these good decisions for her. Yeah. Okay, so we can talk about emotional bruises. I really have an emotional attachment to this song. And... Emotionally, you say? Emotional... (laughs) Emotional attachment to emotional bruises. Ha ha. <laughs> okay, let me actually talk about this. Um, so being, I guess, the resident stan, I don't know if I'm, I mean, I'm a stan. I love Madison Beer. This song clicked with me from, like, one of the first listens. I was literally obsessed with this song from the first listen. Okay, well, I do have to say, I knew that you would like this song just because of the, like, the loping beat. That sure. I know you like. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> like, mm, this yeah. love type. Yeah, this love. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. no. This love, guys. You have to be specific. <laughs> this love by Camila Cabello. You should listen to our romance episode. Yes. PTW. Anyways, but yeah, I think that emotional bruises really stood out to me because I feel like while it's not acknowledged, it is the central part of this album. I think that it brings out the themes of this album. That is very in the true. strongest way not just because it brings the whole life support concept in like there's a lyric that's like you got me on life support and then she's later like she like cut it off the life support mm-hmm. so I think that all those elements make this for me the central song in the album like this is the pivotal song that all the other songs revolve around I mean that's I can, how it works in my head I can totally get behind that I mean Emotional Bruises is also number one for me. Um, just because it, like, again, kind of like you said, it, it sticks very easily. Um, and it, uh, what do I want to say about this? Okay, it has a really good concept in mm-hmm. the sense that it's not, like, it's not really, like, one, like, word that it's revolving around it's more like an idea I know what you mean you know and I like it usually um songs that have more of a an idea have more 
talk to them because they can like discuss the idea instead of trying to reach for lyrics like the lyrics yeah something. yeah and i think that this song also staying consistent to the songs that i like has all the elements i love in a song which is like sound effects like in the beginning if you haven't listened to the song in the beginning it's like the sound of her right scribbling on a piece of paper and then crumbling it up that reminded me of okay when i heard the intro of the scribbling i was like this is not my One Direction playlist <laughs> because I want to write you a song. My One Direction did that same oh, thing, yeah. which made sense because they're writing the song, I guess. Yeah. And I was like, little things just that remind me of other songs in this kind of just remind me that, you know, it's very original, but also it's like, it's a very, it's very easy to transition into liking it because it could be related to so many other bodies of work. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. We'll be back. We're going to give you a quick ad break and we'll be back to talk about Follow the White Rabbit. We're back to talk about. Okay, sure. (laughs) No, please finish. Follow the right rabbit because that's what Sophia wants to talk about. So go ahead, Sophia. Okay. So um, initially I was like, when I just saw their life support rankings. Okay. So at one point there was just like, top fives for this album in this document like before we planned on doing the mm-hmm. episode like before we had a set date for it right and follow the white rabbit was on it and before i listened i was like that's a really interesting title mm-hmm. and you know i thought it was some like alice in wonderland type of thing and then i listened to it and i was like not what i was like thinking about at all and so it really took me by surprise yeah, it definitely did. And I liked it so much. And this is where she, it's not experiments, because I think she knew exactly what she was doing with this. Right. Where she works with that, um, that vocal, those vocal filters in the harmonies almost. Yeah. And then it like, it sounds like, like vibrating beats, like the voice is like vibrating and almost in a similar way that Billy used in NDA, but just like, is a different variation, I think. Like, it doesn't sound exactly the same, but it was, like, a purposeful distortion of the yeah, voice. that's true. For the melody, mm-hmm. which I really like. I like that because it's, like, it's a work of art, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just, I think it's, I think when people do that, it's purposeful. And it's definitely, it's not detrimental in any way. I don't feel that it's detrimental to, like, the integrity of the work for it not to be raw vocals because there's no set rules really on like what it should bring and i think this is a really great example of that yeah um yeah the first time i listened to the song i didn't like it like at all <laughs> like the first time that this was like back in february when it first released yes, i know we were talking about we it were we talking were both about like, it. this is a little questionable we were both bashing the production for sure but as i listened to it i like couldn't get it out of my head like physically it is just ridiculously catchy. Um, especially like the second verse where we get more of a beat drop. Mm-hmm. That part is so good. Like my pe- patience is now setting like the sun again with the wordplay. Love it. So Anusha, I know you've been waiting for it. Do you want to talk about default? Yes. Anusha loves default. And I was that is why it's in number four. So I put my rankings in last, like, out of the three of us. Like, I put them in last because I was just lazy. But um, I literally looked – I went to the ranking sheet 
and I saw default was at like 12 for both of them. And I was so mad. I was furious. I went on the group chat and I'm like, you guys are garbage. You guys did <laughs> she, not listen to this album. She, she really went out. Yeah. I was so mad because Default was another one of the songs that really stuck out to me from the first listen. Like, I thought it was so beautiful. And I think that she achieved exactly what she was trying to achieve with the song again, which was this kind of dark siren sound. And I think that it also what's the word for it I think it also captures some of the anxiety mm-hmm. that she was like the themes of anxiety that she brings through this album talks about a lot of things right it talks about relationships it talks about her struggles with um I think it was borderline she has um BPD yeah BPD right um so I think she was talking about that a lot she talks about her anxiety and I think that the sound of the song captures the theme of it so well and I'm, I talk about this sometimes, like when, um, I talk about this sometimes. When did, when was it, when did I talk about this? Oh, I remember in our folklore episode, The Lakes, the reason it was lower for me was because I didn't like how the music went with the words. And we had a whole discussion about them. They were so mad and I love The Lakes. But in this song, I think that the way that she structured the melodies in this kind of swirling, um, like siren song, type thing like that captures her feelings of anxiety so well musically and I think that's really important when you're writing an album is to make sure that your music matches what you're trying to convey yeah I will say that the thing that threw me off this song a little bit was also that it's kind of short that's true. I wish it under was two minutes. Under two minutes is a little short. I enjoy short songs. The best songs never last for very long. I know. I so know. I and I agree. Um, I have mixed feelings. I love short songs so much, but then I always wish they were longer. Yep. One of my favorite song. Most of my favorite songs are short, actually. Unless unless they're those songs that are categorically long. Like those songs that have earned the right to be like six to seven minutes long. Cough, cough. Taylor Swift. Yeah, like Taylor Swift songs. She's ridiculously long songs. But like she's earned that right. You know what I'm saying? Like she's allowed to have a 15 minute song and no one can question it. 10 minute all 10 minute all too well version. Oh, she's okay. So she's earned that. But other than that, most of my favorite songs are short. And my favorite song, probably that like my most emotionally attached song ever, is Only the Brave. By Louis, and let me check because this song is oh, we can't play it. <laughs> this song is a minute and forty-four seconds long. I mean, I think that's fine. The chorus comes around once. I think like, it's fine because when an artist is able to tell the story they need to tell in a shorter period of time, you know that they're careful with their words. That's true. It's crazy how much, and you know what? That you're right because this song carries probably some the most of the emotional significance and the biggest like. Not because he's really good at storytelling as well, but like this has like to unpack like the just like it's a huge story and just like smushed together. And that's why I love short songs because they usually they don't beat around the bush. They say what they need to say, whether that's meta like in a metaphor or they just say it. You know? Yeah. It's like sad and it's packed up. Yeah, that's why I like them. And I think that usually the shorter songs are not conventional either. Like especially in default like we go from this verse that's true and then the chorus completely 
switches direction from what you think it's going to do. Like you have this verse and it's pretty consistent, the first verse. And then the chorus drops with this like kind of smashing, what's it, what's like the the glass smashing sound? Uh, talking about and then the glass shattering yeah the glass shattering sound and then it goes into the chorus which is so different than what I was expecting when I listened to it I was like completely surprised by that and then even the outro like these are three really different parts and I think that while some might argue that it's not cohesive I love that about this song I like when songs don't follow the standard pop song format. I do too. So, Sometimes the standard format gets a little boring. Ma'am, you, two seconds ago you were like, I don't like how this song doesn't have a bridge. You were upset that it didn't follow the format. No. No, I don't like I don't when it's just verse, chorus, verse, chorus, and there's no bridge. You know what? If it's like verse, refrain, chorus, refrain, verse, and there's no bridge. See, but like the addition of things other than verses and choruses make it interesting. So let's talk about our bottom five for a little bit. We all put Channel Surfing the End in the beginning at the bottom, but that's only because they're intros and outros to the album. They're too short. They're not really real songs. You can't really judge them properly, but I do really love the concept, Um, especially of Channel Surfing the End. I love Channel Surfing. The only reason why the beginning is not above it is just the concept, because I love the vocals of the beginning, but the concept of the Channel Surfing is really good. It's so smart. I take the pieces, okay, because when I was like listening to it again, I shuffled it. Mm -hmm. So then uh, the Channel Surfing came on, and it was after I listened to Staying Last, I was like, what is going on? And there's like Channel Surfing. And then you could hear the apparently. And then I was like, but apparently it's like that apparently it's staying part. I was like, oh she's going through the song yeah that is so smart i love that and like the flicking of the channels yeah and then and then how like just the outro of the outros just sounds like a vintage uh, my favorite thing ever i don't know somewhere in the decades (laughs) somewhere in the decades (laughs) i don't want to say it's like the wrong decade just say a random decade it's probably right baby (laughs) No one can confirm this. Time, like 50s and 60s 50s, music. 50s, I was going to say 50s. 50s and 60s music, like Frank Sinatra eras, tend to have like that sound to it. Cut that out just in case it's wrong. Um, <laughs> no, not me knowing what the era appropriate music sounds like from WandaVision. Okay, so let's oh also touch on Stay Numb and Carry On, which is 15th on all of our rankings. Okay, I just, I don't like the chorus. But other than that, it's like, good song you know it's just like yeah the, like, no, the, the melody chorus, of the yeah, yeah and the, med- the melody is like not catchy enough for it to be repetitive yeah it just didn't uh um the concept that she was trying to tell is um a concept that i've heard before in better songs no yeah. offense to this and, song and but the- i've heard the concept fleshed out in better songs um but uh, it's just not as interesting as the other ones. That's the only reason why it's okay. the lowest I will for me. say that it makes sense for it to, the, it sound that way for it to be considered staying numb and That's carrying true. on. But it's just, I don't think that it's stuck as well because of what it was trying to say. Mm-hmm. And it could have been like, maybe like holding, like repeating one note, you know, could have worked better or like repeating like, you know, like a yeah. melody or a chorus mm-hmm. just over and over again throughout the whole song. 
I just think that it missed the mark like a tiny bit, and even the tiniest bit of missing a mark in this album, it just it's, drops yeah, it's it gonna drastically drop it. because mm-hmm. there are so many amazing tracks. Okay, I'm gonna put I'm gonna give you my two cents on this one because what I think is that there were a lot of really smart things in this song. And obviously, um it's it's lower on my rankings, it's at the same spot as Victoria, but there's a lot of really smart elements in the song that I think we should bring up as we slander it a little bit, as we, well, not slander, as we talk about what we didn't like about it so much. So the beginning is the bridge, but backwards. Oh, yes. yes. I do like that. That part is so yes. cool. Mm-hmm. Also, the whole song, in case you haven't listened to this song or this album, which, what are you even doing? Go do that. But the whole song is referencing it's not referencing it's built around the idea of like soda it's like talking about how her emotions she's comparing them to like cherry seltzer Mm -hmm. like she's like shaking them up like she's she makes a lot of references to that and i think that's a smart concept i just think that the melody definitely felt yeah i did i mean i definitely think that the way she wrote the song was the same way she wrote all the other ones with all the way she does her words and her lyrics her word painting yeah yeah the only issue was that this song just turned out less musically interesting than and the i think other it's ones. a shame because i wanted to put this <laughs> yeah. higher and the pre-chorus is one of my favorites the what's oh, the pre-chorus it's like well that i've become emotionless my heart can't help but wonder where the feeling is oh, i love yeah. the melody of that it's one okay so the melody of the pre-chorus is one of my favorites in this whole album i love well maybe the minor key stuff but Mm, (laughs) but yeah it's really kind of stays consistent with the whole like poison like she talks about my tongue tastes like liquid poison like she it i think that again she does a good job of matching the melody to what she's saying in the song so i wish i could put this higher but it's because of the chorus that i really can't okay Let's talk about Effortlessly. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, Effortlessly was, again, it was much. I love her. It was, it was, I think it was, like, number, like, when I made my initial, initial rankings that weren't on the sheet before, like, this one was really, really high up for me. Mine was, it was literally number one for me. before Before I, like, really listened to the album. And I wasn't surprised. I wasn't mad or surprised that it was number one for you. Because it's exactly the kind of song you'd like. Yeah, and it definitely... I mean, the reason why it's in all of our top fives, it sticks. It's not in mine. Yes, it is. It's number five. Are you sure? Yes. I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> not Sophia not knowing her own writing. Ah, yes, it is, it is in mine. <laughs> Which, good for you. It deserves it. Yes. Good for you. You look happy and happy. No. Stop singing. No. I can't stop singing. Make it stop. Make it stop. Am I Maybe really just a rap? <laughs> yourself together. I love that how many are like, oh, <laughs> yeah. oh, anyway. Teen Beach Movie for Life. Favorite movie of all time. Teen Beach, Teen Beach Movie. No. Teen Beach Movie is the best movie of all time. Okay, let's talk about Effortlessly because this is a really, really good song. Um, Victoria, would you like to start? Hmm, I don't know what to say about it. I just like it a lot. Okay. okay. Um, <laughs> but like, um, the chorus, you know, the build up to the word effortlessly Mm -hmm. um and then you know how it again as we were talking about before uses the filters and the the uh vocal layering uh 
effect thing. No wonder you like Madison so much. I the, love them voice filters. Um, I really like the concept of this song. Um, just the whole. Um, I used to do these things so effortlessly because smart y'all things are hard sometimes this is this is my like also my love for breathing yeah um, by ariana know, grande like anxiety love song yes no like those songs just like i relate to so much this is that kind of song that's like when you're sick and you can't breathe and your like nose is congested you keep thinking back to the time when your nose isn't congested <laughs> I used to be able to breathe, but like now my nose is That's a great real life connection. You're welcome. Look at ELA. ELA teaching me to teaching me to make text to world connections. In case people don't actually have symptoms of anxiety, you can relate it to a runny nose. (laughs) You're welcome, guys. We're all about inclusivity. This is gonna get us cancelled. We're all about inclusivity. Okay. Anyway, um uh, I just love effortlessly. It's just so good. And I think that the lyrics are also like really dark. These are some dark lyrics. Hmm. Not me liking all the dark songs. Oh, we know. Mm-hmm. It's how she we, just a dark emo soul. We're not concerned <laughs> at this point. We're not concerned anymore. Vic is broken. Not like other girls. Broken. She's broken. Like this is know. almost a, as embarrassing as embarrassing. <laughs> no, no, it's like broken, but like broken. With the C-K, B-R-O-C-K-E-N. Like, I like the six quarters white with a CK sign. Like oh, broken, broken. Yeah. I'm broken with a little eye emoji. Yeah, <laughs> the little yeah, like that. Okay, so let's wrap this up. <laughs> and she's not like other girls. She wants to wrap this episode up. Oh. No, actually, I want to wrap this episode. Yeah, up. She's, like everyone. she's like every girl. We... Okay. You so. know, we just all have so much love for this album. And yeah, and we can't wait to see what she does next. Because I want to... we all love Reckless so much. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Let's, we can, like, a quick little Reckless. I love Reckless so much. Me too. I did a cover of Reckless and it got me into my famous era. Go <laughs> check out our cover of Reckless. On Reels. Yeah. Yes. Guys, you should promote me on the podcast. We are not going to be doing that. Why not? Be like, wow, go follow this amazing random artist that just happens to be on this podcast all the time in every episode. I really badly wanted to gatekeep this album, but I was scared y'all were not going to like it. So then I didn't gatekeep, but now I'm gatekeeping it. But I'm not going to gatekeep it because it's an amazing album. But like, so it you doesn't, gatekeeping or not? It doesn't really yes. need gatekeeping, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, the singles like, are already like, ungatekeeped, you know? And I think that the whole album, like, she doesn't get the recognition she deserves. She's an amazing vocalist. And even her not life, you just saying you were going to gatekeep her. Whoa. No. Okay, I'm, I'm nicer than you are. That is I, true. I do gatekeep her. I, what I do have to say, though, is that I think that the media has not done her well, which is... Yeah, they put her in a really negative light. They paint her out to be the bad guy every which time. Which is really annoying because... Again, that's why I went for the very first time I listened to this album. I came into it with a not very good she's impression a, of yeah, her. Yeah, she's a successful, talented, beautiful woman. And, and she I mean, shouldn't be recognized for anything other than her musical ability. Yeah, and you know what? I think it's good that this album is out. for that MTV interview. 
not supposed to be in the video. That was <laughs> so funny. You do not understand how much time I spent laughing over this. Can y'all just do the outro? Yeah, that's a wrap on our life support episode. We were so excited to do this and we hope you guys enjoyed. As always, if you have any albums you want to recommend to us, then make sure to reach out to us on all our social media. Our Instagram is at the Speaking of Music Podcast. And their TikTok is at Speaking of Music Podcast. So make sure to go follow both of those to get all of our latest updates, recommend an album. We are so excited to see what comes next with this podcast, and we want you to be part of it. So just let us know what you want to hear, and we'll see you next week. Bye! Bye.